0: Alright, hey guys, it's the Gemini here with your first episode of She Can't Say That. Yeah, I know, I'm 30 days late, but what do you want from me? I'm a June Gemini baby. (laughs) Alright, well first, I want to start off by thanking you for joining me, asking you to do me a favor and hit that follow button. I have some very hot stuff we're going to be talking about. There is nothing that is off limits. This is a place where you can be you. However you express yourself, whatever you express yourself about, you are safe to do it here at She Can't Say That. Because there'll be some things I'll say where your mouth is just going to drop like a broken pocketbook. So just be prepared. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to having conversations with you. Looking forward to getting to know you. Looking forward to building the She Can't Say That family. So let's start off with something that's just been sticking in my craw. For about a week or so um my father's brother passed away yeah thank you thank you but we have to stop there because we don't have to stop there but let's stop the condolences to me let's stop them there because i don't feel a sense of loss growing up my father was never part of my family he was never part of my life my father pretty much he moved to texas so he lived in san antonio texas Um, he would come up to Massachusetts, maybe seven, eight times a year because he also had two other children, family, friends. I mean, he wasn't born here, but he was, you know, once he became an adult, this is where the majority of his adult life was. So he had people say he had contacts here. He had roots here. So he would come about maybe seven, eight times a year. I only saw him once. Come by, drop a couple of dollars off on my mother. Now he won't show off to his friends like he's taking care of kids and whatnot. Fine, let's fast forward. I'm about 14, 15 years old. That's when I knew. That's when I saw. And that's when I was told. I had an older brother and sister. Now by then, they're like late teens, early 20s. So now we're all just standing around in my mother's living room just looking at each other. Because my thought process, and I'm sure which was theirs, was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do with this information? What am I supposed to do with her and him? What does this mean? So my father, you know, in his ever-present thinking that he's always right and everything he does is cool. Well, I just wanted you all to know each other. Okay. So now you take your other two kids, you go on about your business. I go on back to my normal routine. I'm out with my friends. But that's it. I don't talk to my sister or see my sister. I don't talk to my brother or see my brother. First things first, we have no way of contacting each other. I don't know where they live. Or, of course, they know where I live. But we don't really have no way of contacting each other. So, therefore, there is no relationship being built. Yeah, we met each other. But okay. So, right now at this stage of the game... Me and my sister are getting along a little better. I still don't have 100% complete trust in her. But I don't have 100% dislike when I hear her name. Because there's been some shit done and said. So, you know, as grown women now. And throughout this 30 plus years of the bullshit. We're starting to try to form something. My brother's a jackass. He never returns calls. I don't take that shit personally. Because he does it to everybody. So, fuck it. Anyway, as I said. My father's brother passed. Now, the funeral is tomorrow. My father has already informed me that he does not want to go. He doesn't want to see his brother like that. Mind you, this is the third brother my father will be burying. My father came from a family of four boys and three girls. So now, with this recent death, one boy's left, my father and the three girls. Okay, so I understand he doesn't want to so cool. My initial plan was to go through, pay my respects, and keep it pushing. But now that plan has been altered because I don't have my car. My car needs some brake work. I bullshit it around till it squeaked me barely home. But anyway, I don't have a car to be able to get to the services tomorrow. Now, the services are not in the city that I live in. They're in a the city that's like maybe half hour driving. So imagine trying to take public transportation. You're talking about taking numerous buses, trains, and you're talking about over two hours to commute just to get there. So that's not going to happen. So I say, okay, I'm not going to go. So I expressed this to my father. How can you not go? That's your uncle. I said, Dad, pump your brakes. I said, I'm going to have to be real with you. I said, I don't want to hurt you or upset you, but I feel No loss. He looks at me. What do you mean you feel no loss? That's your uncle. I said, no, that's your brother. I said, Dad, growing up, you and your siblings weren't there. There were seven of you. None of you were there except one. And that uncle has since died. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When that uncle died, I was devastated. I felt the loss. Why? Because me and that uncle had a relationship. He knew me. I knew him. He made sure he was a part of my life from the moment, which means I was an infant, that he knew my that I was here in this world. He became a part of my, my life. My father and his other five siblings did not. Okay. So let's fast forward to today. How can you expect me to be so very devastated behind the death of a man? I don't know. As a child, he never tried to reach out to me. He never tried to form any type of relationship with me as a child or an adult. I know of him, he knows of me, but we don't know each other. Again, I don't feel a sense of loss. When I think of this man, I don't think of him as uncle anything. I think of him as my father's brother. Again, the uncle that previously died before him I think of him as an uncle because he was. We had a relationship. We saw each other all the time. We kept in touch all the time. We did things all the time. We had a relationship. This uncle, I did not. I just know of him. I don't know him. Again, I feel sadness for my father and his other siblings, for my father's brother who passed away. I feel sadness for his wife and his children. But again, I personally feel no loss. Now, as I told my father, I blame you. You chose for whatever reason that you wanted nothing to do with me when I was born. You would do the barest minimum, and that's what you did. You didn't make it a point for me to be around your family. I don't know anybody in your family. I don't know anybody in your family like that except for that one uncle has passed away and it's not the one who's burying tomorrow, it's the one previously the actual uncle so when I say uncle I'm talking about the one I knew when I say father's brother, I'm talking about the one they're burying tomorrow your entire family your mother, your father grandmother, grandparents, you come from down south, I've never even been to the town where you were born and raised why? because you never took me You all have family reunions every year. I was never there. Again, I only had a relationship with that one uncle. And that was a devastating loss. So as I said to my father, the fact that I have no relationship with the rest of your family, those that have passed on, I don't even know who they are. Those that are still here, I don't even know who they are. Go back down south for what? There's nothing and no one there that leads to a trace of you. That's all done. The opportunity for that was when I was growing up, when you were taking the other two kids and you left me there as if I didn't even exist. And that's how your siblings acted as if I didn't exist. So now this day, this is the byproduct of that. This is the byproduct of that. And I need you to understand your role in this. Granted, we're all grown people now, but because there was no type of connection, no type of anything as a child, I went through my childhood and grow up because I am very much grown now. There's been nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. My father's siblings, I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. I don't blame them. I don't anything. And the little blame that I place on my father, it's not enough with becomes an issue. My father knows his shortcomings. And the ones he don't know, I'll gently remind him of them. As he likes to do to others. (laughs) You know, so that's how that goes. But I need to know. Y'all tell me. Because I know sometimes I can be P E T T Y. Am I being petty? Or would you feel that way? Or am I being petty? Now, as I said, I would have still made the plan to go through and pay respects, but I do not have a car. I do not want to be riding with someone else and get stuck out in the town and can't get back home. Because I hadn't planned on being throughout the whole services anyway. So now not having my own car to be able to move around when I want to stops me from being able to go. But I do plan on, since my father did say he wasn't going, I plan on going tomorrow and sitting with him for a while. They'll be at the services and me and dad will sit home together and, you know, we'll talk and do whatever. Hopefully it won't be another argument session because he likes to get slick with his mouth and think that he can just say shit. Don't work like that. You have not put in enough time to just say shit. We're just now getting to the point where, perfect example, you could ask my father basic questions about me and he couldn't answer. And just as sad, you can ask me basic questions about him and I couldn't even answer. That's just how much of a relationship we have. Now, I told you my father lived in Texas, but for the last nine years, he's been living here. Here we see each other a little bit more because of my effort. The only time I get a phone call from him is when he wants something. And I pick and choose what I do. You know, I just needed to really get that off my chest. And I'm sorry for starting off with something so deep and personal. But like I said, there's nothing off limits. We're going to talk about that shit. I've been on this earth for a while. Like I said, I've been around. So I've been through some things. I've experienced some things. I've seen some things. I've done some things. And we're going to talk about all those things. I'm not ashamed of who I was now, who I am now, or who I was then. I am unapologetically me. Some people call me that bitch. And you're right, I am (laughs) that bitch. And since you know that from the beginning, do not with me. check it out. Here's another little thing I wanted to talk about. This is for the ladies. Ladies, come on, y'all. Let's just say Krishan and Blueface. Don't do that dumb shit. Do not do that dumb, immature, embarrassing, forever known bullshit. You're out here slashing tires, busting windows, bleaching clothes, calling and threatening bitches, running up trying to fight bitches behind, quote unquote, your man. Why are you doing all of this? You, I, you got people. I, I got a friend now. You got me breaking out my best bottle of wine to listen to your bullshit for the same bitch. To be crying about the same nigga doing the same shit. Now we all got to take the time to pet you up and make you feel better. Why the fuck are we doing this? Why the fuck are you doing this? You already know you're going back to him. So why are you causing so much damage? Why? And whether you're leaving him or not, why are you accosting this woman? It is not her job to protect your relationship, it is his. So stop, stop going after the women. Now, like I said, this Kashawn and Blueface shit, they out there in the middle of the street, in public, swinging and throwing blows on each other. She calling this motherfucker all types of bitches. What? First things first, partner. You got a bitch calling you a bitch. She really thinks you're a bitch. You cannot mess with a woman that looks as you, looks at you as a bitch, because that type of shit happens. You all seen the videos? If not, go look at it. Now, like I said, they out there swinging and punching and cussing and acting a damn fool and beating the shit out of each other while people are recording this. And then what? They wake up the next be- the next day together. Because this ain't the first incident for them, and this ain't the first incident for my friend, and this ain't the first incident for your friend. And he's sitting there telling her how much money he need to give her to get her away from him. Nigga, you don't want her away from you. Because if you did, she wouldn't be laying right there right now. And all of this is behind what? Infidelity. So I'm going to say this, and then we're going to move on to something else. If you ain't finna lead that man, again, if you ain't finna lead that man, then do me, your friends, your family, his boys, him, society a damn favor and let that nigga cheat in peace. Let him cheat in peace because I ain't got time for this shit. You know you ain't going nowhere, so cut the bullshit. Them same tires you slashed, your ass gonna have to pay for them next week. Same windows you busted, your ass gonna have to pay for them next week. You, you nigga waking up with black eyes and shit, you waking up with black eyes for what? So again, if you ain't ready to elevate to that next step, which is leaving that motherfucker, then leave that nigga alone and let him cheat in peace.